program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, and I so much appreciate each and every one of you that take the time to download these shows, to share them, to pass them around, and like that. The purpose of these shows are to educate especially first responders and social workers, EMT, fire department, law enforcement, uh, uh, psychologists, counselors, people like that, um, youth ministers, people who might be actually out there meeting with the public, meeting with potential victims, and being able to equip yourself and understanding how all of this takes place so that you are prepared to be able to help us prevent and intervene as well as assist any kind of victims that are out there. Well, I wanted to do this tutorial on pimping. I, I don't like doing these kinds of things. But it's just like like wading through the muck, you know. When you're through with one of these things, you need a bath. Because this is sleazy business. This is just nasty, nasty business. And But I think that it's important for uh, those of us who want to be leaders in this to really understand what this is all about. One of the things that's happening in human trafficking is when I first started, there was almost nobody talking about this. And and at that point, nobody believed me. Well, I didn't say nobody. There were some real champions there in the beginning. But, you know, people thought that I was being a bit extreme or melodramatic. If there's anything I hate, it's being accused of being a melodramatic person because that's probably the last thing I am. But anyway, um, now there are many, many people talking about it. Some of them are new in it. They don't have a lot of expertise. They don't have a lot of research. They repeat what they hear. And all of us repeat what we hear. There's nothing wrong with that. That is how we educate ourselves. But the danger of that is for people to get this perspective that human trafficking is, say, a very narrow parallel or a very narrow uh, track of how all of this takes place. What I share with you is you might see a documentary, and there's some good documentaries out there. There's also some scary ones. The one I saw recently was showing uh, organ traffic in Orange County, California. And I'm going to tell you, it might be there, but it's going to take a lot of work to find it. It is not commonplace. The other kinds of trafficking are much more commonplace. So, uh, so many times in documentaries, they go for the the real high drama things so that they can lure in financiers and investors and things like that. And and lure in an audience, and I'm saying, well, wait a minute, let's deal with the truth. So the other th- challenge here is that we'll hear a survivor talk, and I, I, whenever I can, I hear a survivor talk because human trafficking doesn't fit nicely in a box. It doesn't fit nicely in a little cookie-cutter pattern. For that particular trafficker, that is what human, or excuse me, that particular victim, that was what human trafficking looked like. But it may not look like that to 
meant to the majority of the public. And so the show today is I want to kind of broaden our perspective on what pimping is, how it takes place, and that it isn't all the same kind of pimping. There is a wide range of ways that people exploit and violate uh, individuals. Pimping is not about sex. It's a sociopathic effort to control other people and benefit by by their demise, basically, is what is happening. But it really comes down to power and control and money. And uh, the money is kind of like an an exemplification for them about how how much how powerful they are and how much they control. Why else, if you've ever seen uh, and if you want to entertain yourself, you might Google the pimp ball. I hate that thing. It's stupid. It's like the Oscars of pimping. But the whole idea there is to show who's cream of the crop, you know, who has the most furs and the most diamonds and the most girls and the most violated girls and how they dominate and control and they're all powerful. You know, that is one sick kind of thing that's going on there. But it is an interesting thing. What I, what I want to put in your mind is the whole bottom line, how a pimp knows how successful they are, is how much money they make. But the money only um, is an, an um, kind of a billboard for them, a statement of how powerful they are. It really is about power and control for a pimp. They can make a lot of money by being nice to their girls, you know, but they don't want to. They Their whole thing is to dominate and control and to literally uh, make their subjects into servitude. And so what I'm going to do today is we're going to talk about the different kinds of pimping because somehow this gets to be a very narrow perspective. And I hope by the time we're through today, I put a lot of interesting uh, links on this show so that if you really want to explore this and research it, you can have a wide variety. Well, almost everybody knows about the boyfriend pimp. So we'll start there. This is a guy who, she's usually young and he's older. Now, it doesn't always have to be that way. She can be 20, 22, 25, and he comes in and, uh, and, and literally uh, takes her on. And this almost always looks like Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf, <laughs> quite frankly. He starts out looking beautiful. He's wonderful. He's all over her. She just is enamored with him. And he takes care of her. And he tells her everything she wants to hear. And he reassures her that he's going to be there. And they're, they're partners. And they're together. Many times they, uh, the young girl sees herself in business with him. You know, we can be, we can make so much money, kind of like Bonnie and Clyde, you know, kind of thing, uh, where, you know, especially if she's very young, she's extremely vulnerable. And this often will take place on the internet, by the way. That is, you know, pimps are really big, so are gangs at using Tinder and Meet Me and Plenty of Fish and all of those dating sites out there to suck in some girl who just wants a boyfriend. And off they go. And these usually take longer 
Um, it, when I was researching this, there was an interesting article by a lady. I have all this research here. Sorry about the sound of paper. Anyway, a lady by the name of Jamie uh, Rodman. Jamie Rodman. I want to give her credit. In 2015, she wrote an article. The link is on our page called Inside the Mind of a Pimp. Now, I believe that she is with, uh, uh, she does a blog out of Las Vegas. Very smart lady, and uh, her article is very worth reading. Uh, Very similar to much of what we talk about, but it is a great way for you to educate yourself. She talks about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the basic pyramid of our our psychological and physiological needs, you know, things like wanting to be safe and wanting to feel good, self-esteem about ourselves, you know, um, all the things that are in that Maslow hierarchy of needs out there. And that's exactly what a pimp does. And there's some really sick videos on YouTube if you want to go on there and see them in the mind of a pimp or interviews with pimps and those kinds of things. I mean, I just really want to vomit after I see them, but because I do this research, I see them. You know, there's one I saw where he's sitting in prison. He's all tatted up. He's just he's just one nasty bastard. I'm sorry about my language, but, you know, and he's going on about, hey, you know, hey, women can hardly resist me. You know, women want to be loved. And so promise them love. And, and it goes on like that. And that's exactly how boyfriend pimping works. Now, they will often prey on very young girls. And these girls are head over heels in love. This is the reason why I go into schools and I talk about empowering relationships and exploitive relationships. If we're going to talk about how bad this is, we need to talk about what the cure is. And what I do is go into schools and I talk to kids. This is an empowering relationship. It's an equal relationship. You are, he is not dominant and you're not subservient. And you're not doing all the giving. He's not doing all the demanding. He respects your body. He respects your space. And, and he values you for who you are. But if you're in a relationship where you're doing all the giving and he's doing all the demanding, that is not a relationship. That is a negotiation. And in order to prepare our kids so that they recognize the pimping ideas, we need to begin to talk to our children about what is a healthy relationship and where does a sick relationship go. Sick relationships, relationships that start out sick, get sicker. And that is almost a universal rule to help our kids understand if they're encountering a Romeo pimp. Because he'll start out and you're equal and you're wonderful and he's going to be there for you. But then you start to see that you're kind of doing all the giving and he's doing all the the demanding. He becomes more rigid. And, you know, run for your life if you see that kind of relationship going on in your life. Because the next thing you know is, hey, I just need you to help me out, baby. You know, I'm a little short of cash right now. You know, I, I know... You know, I know you think that I won't respect you, but trust me, I'll respect you. I have my friend here. He just thinks you're so hot. And, um, and you know, he's offered to give, me, give us some money, and that'll help me until I get a job. And this girl sees herself in business with him, supporting her man, doing her thing, and she will never realize she's starting down the slippery slope of servitude. 
and it gets worse and worse and worse. And sometimes it goes very quickly. And uh, she's out there, and he may start giving her drugs. That's often how that works, especially to at-risk girls or girls that are, um, you know, in um, in the foster care system or kids that are homeless or runaway. It'll start very quickly. It won't take long at all. It's it, you know, let's do a little pot together, and and uh, pretty soon he gets her dependent on him. And so it all started because she thought he was hot, and it, it didn't really go into a long-term relationship. What I want, to, what you to see here is not all boyfriend pimping is the same. It may take only 24 hours where he has her sucked in real quick with a set of nails or maybe an iPad or a nice dinner out or buying her that sexy outfit or a coach purse or, you know, one of those things, taking her to dinner, treating her like she's very sophisticated, telling her she's not like the other girls, she's more mature, more intelligent, more sophisticated, and then beginning, in some cases, just starting to drug them and put them out there. So it can be long-term, short-term, but it can Either way, he's doing all the promising and she's taking the bait. So if your relationship looks more like a guy who's gone fishing as opposed to a guy who's investing long term, that is a hint that you have a Romeo pimp scenario going on. Well, we're starting to come up against our break here, so I'm going to slow this down. I'm going to go from Romeo pimping into gorilla pimping within the next one. Then we're going to cover gang pimping, CEO, madam pimping, for national pimping, family pimping, and we're going to end with some sugar daddy stuff and LBGT. So we're up against that that break, folks. I'd ask you to stay with us, and we're going to be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. 
Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are dissecting uh, pimping. I I have so much material here. This may end up being a uh, two-day show, but we'll see as we get through this. I was going to leave boyfriend pimping, but I I don't want to do that yet. I want to – this lady uh, named Jamie Rodman uh, did an excellent job in her her, uh, write-up here that we have a link to. I would encourage you to read it, but I I just kind of wanted, before I go into guerrilla pimping, I just kind of wanted to share with you that oftentimes it usually starts with Romeo pimping. It may be long-term, short-term. It might be one day, might be two days, it might be six months or a year, Uh, and every one of those is different. That's the reason why we can't just go, oh, check this box, check this box, yes, this is typical pimping. They all have a different tactic. But one of the things I want to start out with you uh, and share with you is almost always in many of these cases, very seldom do they start out with a male gorilla pimp. A gorilla pimp is someone who just goes from A to Z very quickly, and they're very, very violent. They may do a, you're cute, I love you, you're hot, something like that, but immediately it starts to turn to control and violence. The, the Romeo pimp uses control and sometimes violence, but he's much more seductive about it because he entwines it in a relationship. And that's really what I wanted to stop a minute and take a, um, a look at this article that Jamie uh, Rodman wrote and I'm very impressed with. Don't know them at all, but um, it is a good article for you to read. Uh, she's quoting a pimp. I put a tracker in her cell phone. I know where she's doing all the time, where she goes, who she talks to. If she contacts a client direct, I know the pimp, um, uh, if he contacts a client directly, she know he knows immediately. As soon as I take her on, now here's the deal. He's seeing this as a business transaction. She's seeing this as her boyfriend. He's seeing this as a business transaction. As soon as I take her on, I throw away her old phone and give her a new one. All her old numbers are gone. She'll make new friends with other girls in her circle. Uh, this He quotes a girl here saying that uh, he took me away from another pimp who was absolutely horrible. He said he would have my back and show me the game. And his girls are so nice and I'm going to get rich. Now, this is not uncommon. This is what I want you to see. She started out with a pimp who she got sucked in, looked good. Then he became awful. He became beating her and burning her and cutting her. So she thinks this new guy's come along. And, and it's not uncommon for one pimp to steal girls from others. And it's also 
not uncommon to trade the girls as chattel in exchange for favors. Um, and gangs do this all the time, by the way. So you say to yourself, I, I just had a case that I saw up in uh, San Luis Obispo with a de- uh, District Attorney Dan Dow, and they, they did a great job of arresting this guy. And he just was one nasty critter, just, you know, nasty, nasty man. And he had this little 14-year-old girl. And you say to yourself, she could not possibly have believed that this guy was going to love her and take care of her, and it was all going to be okay. She most likely was traded to him. Most of these girls that end up with gorilla pimps are just controlled by domination and violence are being traded and that's what's happened here and they sometimes not just get traded but they get seduced into leaving one pimp for another she said he would have my back and show me the game because you can tell this girl's like brand new because he's going to show her the game and his other girls are nice so and besides he said i'm going to get rich so again once you belong to a pimp you're that much easier to seduce by a new pimp they know all the lines to give these girls this is a a Pimp, meeting a girl's basic needs is the first form of control. He doles out her food, her clothing, her cell phones. He even controls when she can put on her shoes or not. One of the things that if you're a a social worker or you're a, a victim service provider and you're listening to this show, one of the first things that you see, and when we deal with uh, law enforcement in a case, is we will often uh, photograph her feet and her knees because that's one of the things. They were forced to walk around in those five-inch heels sometimes 10, 12, 18 hours a day. Now, those five-inch heels are pretty cute if you're going out to dinner for two hours. But if you're walking the streets eight hours a day in those heels, your feet are being destroyed. And we want to show the violence when we arrest um, the pimps and bring in the victims to show what these victims are enduring. Sometimes these pimps literally will put down hard macaroni and make the girls crawl around on their knees because it tears up their knees. And they know that part of their work process is being on their knees and they want it to hurt. It's to remind them who is control. Uh, this is where pimps assume control. They become their victim's sole connection with the world until the pimp decides to introduce her to others he approves of. Usually these are other escorts, clients, and people in his circle that condone his own interest in there. Uh, she's talking about esteem. Again, this is Jamie uh, Jamie. Rodman, I want to make sure and give her credit. This area uh, of self-esteem is very important to the pimp. He's able to manipulate and twist the sense of self-respect and self-esteem of the woman he's dominating. He breaks down her sense of self and makes her reliant on him for personal confirmation about herself. She questions he she questions everything she does. So he's you know, taking away any belief in herself. He's been able to suck her in because he makes her believe that he's going to believe in her. But the minute he takes control, then he takes over her whole self, taking over her whole self-esteem, her own sense of self-worth, her belief that she's capable of making decisions. 
her belief that that she has value in here. She starts to question everything. Maybe she's not good enough for him. Maybe the other girls are better than her. He'll favor the other girls. It's You see, pimping is not about sex. It's about mind control. It's kind of the um, acceptance rejection cycle that you will see in um uh, domestic violence cases. My brain's slow this morning, sorry. Anyway, uh, so she will be like, great, wonderful, the top earner today, but tomorrow she's riding in the back seat and he's burned her with cigarettes because she didn't make her quota. And so that is like grooming her to try to get back up to be the best of the girls. Again, he uses the other girls as competition. Uh, She lives for his praise. This is also how the more advanced pimps motivate their girls to compete with one another to earn his praise. And so what will happen in these kinds of things is that it is a a psychological process where he's all-powerful and she wants to be in the top role. And that is because he has absolutely groomed her to do that. You see, he takes on a normal person. Maybe they have self-esteem issues. Maybe they didn't have a father. Maybe their home is split. Maybe, you know, she's been jerked back and forth between mom and dad in a divorce. Maybe uh, maybe she's overweight and the guys laugh at her, but he tells her, no, no, you know, people like thick. Uh, you know, this is this is good that, you know, you can you can get extra money for this stuff. And he begins to break down her normal sense of self and he replaces it with, you know, his approval, his control. They wire them up so that they are never often never alone. You know, he controls her ever thought process. So she becomes like Maslow's dog, responding at all the time, wanting to get more and more approval. And and then once you're in the game, you know, it's all about making the money and making the most money. Even the bottom girl, which we'll get to, I can tell this is probably going to be two shows. I've got way too much material here. But the, even the bottom girl, which we'll, we'll get to, you know, remains the bottom girl because she's the top earner. And she controls all of this. And so it is all about a game of competition. What I want you to see is you never achieve what they're really wanting. And that is a relationship based on respect and responsibility and mutual power, mutual uh, give and take between them. It is always a negotiation. And for anybody that's out there listening that wants to, that thinks that they might be a victim of this or they know somebody, if they take a look at that, that relationship, I think this is one of the most important things we need to teach our teenagers. What does a healthy relationship look like And what does a sick, exploited, or violated relationship look like? And more important to understand that violated and exploited relationships never get better. They always get worse. And you stay in there believing it's going to get better. But if you're the victim, it is going to get worse. You are going to give away more and more of your soul. I will never forget a survivor that I heard speak. I believe it was at uh, Cottonwood or 
Saddleback. It was at Saddleback Church. And she was a powerful, powerful survivor. And I appreciate so much her sharing her her experience. And I'm going to share it with her, with you today. She said, I had a boyfriend pimp and he liked everything I did. And then pretty soon he wanted me to do this. And I said to myself, I will do this so that I can please him, but I won't do that. But it got a little bit worse. He wasn't exactly pleased with this, and so he wanted more. And so she says to herself, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And then he began to get somewhat violent, and he's rejecting her, and they're fighting, and they're making up, and they're going back. And she's not realizing that this is a planned strategy as he's breaking her will. And what is happening there, she's saying, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And this went on and on. And I'll never forget her. She said, at the end, there was no more that. There literally wasn't anything she wouldn't do to grovel to get his approval. And that is boyfriend pimping. That is exactly the scenario. What I think we need to do is talk to our kids about This is a healthy relationship, and this is an exploitive relationship. If you're in one of these relationships where you're doing all the giving and they're doing all the demanding, get the hell out right now. It will never, never get better. You deserve better, and, you know, this, it will never get easier than it is today to get out. So this is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against that break, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. I do want to take a minute and share with you, this show is being recorded just before Christmas 2018. We may run this as a rerun in the future, so that's why I wanted to identify that. Uh, you, you know, I just want to take time to say thank you to each and every one of you that have supported me and kids this year. It has been, I, I'll just be very, very honest with you, it's been the hardest year of my life. Um, partly because I lost my husband last year, partly because I was writing my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls, which is a very deep and, uh, I believe, important work. I'm hoping that it will be out in January. They're now telling me February. I'm trying to push it back to January of 2019, and uh, you will be able to learn about that at millionkids.org. This uh, show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. I would encourage you to follow Million Kids on Facebook because all the stuff that we talk about is uh, based on cases that you see posted. We post cases every three or four hours on there. All of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. You just go to exploitedcrimes.com, hit listen, and if you scroll all the way down, the latest ones are at the bottom. And you can go in, and there are over 100 hours of different subjects that we've recorded in there. And you can download them. You can share them. You can even get an embed code and put this on your own blog if you have one of those or podcasts or like that uh, or your own website. But I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that have donated uh, money to this. Uh, You know, we're on the air. We're on the air in Southern California on AM 590. We're on the air here. Uh, We have two books, and uh, I have now trained a quarter of a million people. I don't just go out and talk about human trafficking. I want solutions, and I want to share those solutions. We may be making a documentary before long on uh, sextortion for the California, California schools, for the whole national schools. So each and every one of you that have donated, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm probably the worst fundraiser in the whole world. I'm a... Believe it or not, I'm an introvert researcher. Uh, I do stuff because I want solutions, and then I use my megaphone. That's, you know, I push myself to get out there and share what I learned, just like this radio show, in order so that we can save kids all over the world and, and adults. And I'm not able to do this unless people donate. I don't have any big sugar daddy out there, trust me. I have no major corporation that's just sending money. You know, it is just you, me, and, you know, whatever. Anybody feels important enough to send it to us. You know, this is real kids. I talk to real kids. I talk to real parents, and we save lives every week, you know, several times a day. Sometimes people come up to us and tell us their stories. So thank you. 
Okay, I want to get back to this pimping thing with Romeo uh, pimping and going into gorilla pimping. I can tell already I have too much material. We are going to make this a two-part show. But what I want to really understand with this Romeo pimping dialogue is it's not enough to talk about and walk away and go, oh, my, this is awful, and how did this girl do this, and how do I spot one, and how do I get her out? I believe we have to have serious dialogue with our young people to understand what this looks like. You know, it's one thing to march up and down the street to stop modern-day slavery. But at the core of this is taking on foster youth who have a hole in their heart as big as the sky, helping kids, grandkids that are being raised by grandparents. They miss that parent in there. Kids who are a victim of divorce, you know, take a look at the young people around you and have this dialogue with them and more important, help them fill in that hole in their heart. You know, this this is what I find. To me, this isn't so sexy as marching up and down the street, but this is the work that needs to be done. And, and I know this, kids come up to me, independent living kids, and say, you know, I'm so vulnerable. Nobody really loves me. Nobody believes in me. This is the reason why we created the I believe in you bracelets. And we give them to those foster kids and say, I believe in you. You look like one smart kid. Don't fall for this. Because it's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, a newly divorced woman walking into a bar for the first time and setting down. You talk about available and vulnerable. She is looking to hear somebody believes in her. And these guys are sitting ducks for a Romeo pimp approach, you know, and they will fall for it over and over and over. It is important that we sit down with our children and talk to them and say, you're going on the Internet and you think you're going to find somebody who thinks you're hot. You know, how do you know what a good relationship is and what a sick relationship is? You know, if there's ever a course that ought to be taught in schools, it's that. You know, it's you know somehow that gets left out of social service, social sciences. But we need to talk about what a healthy relationship is. And how do you recognize when someone is wanting to violate and use you? Because we're putting a world, a generation of kids on the Internet who are available and vulnerable. And then we give them dating sites and all they really see is some guy's picture and and a couple of blind promises. By the way, that's no different than an adult dating site. Now that I've been single 20 months, I went on some of those. And you're like, holy cow. You know, this is like a a cattle auction going on out there. And everything is based on fantasy, wanting to believe something that isn't real. You know, relationships are very hard things. They take they take understanding and giving, but they also take boundaries. You know, knowing who you are and that you do not ever degrade yourself to please another person. They will only end up not respecting you. You know, in my day, we used to joke about the one night stand, you know, and and like that. 
it looks like to me the entire world is one night stand at this point. Uh, it, those dating sites, oh my God, of course I'm older than most of you that are listening, but I swear to God that, that our time thing is like the Sears and Roebuck of horny old men. You know, they make it very clear. They they don't have a lot of time left, and they're going to go from A to Z. And, it, you know, I still have fire in the furnace, and I'm loving and cuddly and passionate. And I'm like, yeah, do you have any brains? <laughs> you know, do you have a source of making a living? Do you have anything in life that you want to make better? Do you, you know, it, it's interesting, the uh, selling points that you see there. Well, all of those are important in a discussion on pimping because we need to be able to teach adult women and and children about what a healthy relationship looks like. This guy, I mean, after after you've looked at all the pimping videos I've seen, I'm telling you, they will come in, and the first thing they do is they're going to meet all your needs. A relationship means that I feel good about myself, and you feel good about yourself, and we meet on an equal plane, and we respect each other. A pimping relationship says you don't feel so good about yourself and I'm going to blow in your ear so that you're absolutely compliant and once I have control of you, you are going to pay the rest of your life. And that is a pimping relationship. Again, the money is only a sign of how much power and control they have. And so I want you to think about those things. Romeo pimping just really preys on a girl's basic needs or a guy, by the way, 5%, uh, one out of five, 20% of sex trafficking cases are guys. Now I'm going to, as I finish off next week, as it's turning out, we are going to talk about LBGT pimping and sugar daddy and chicken hawk pimping and, and family pimping. You know, uh, family pimping is an interesting thing. I've kind of gone from Romeo pimping to family pimping, but all pimping is not the same. So I want to go from boyfriend pimping to gorilla pimping while I finish this up. I put a bunch of links on this so that you can go through and research this also after these shows are over. But gorilla pimping, he may start out with a little, and if it's a girl, if it's a guy, he may start out with just a little bit of I love you and you're cute and you're hot and I'm going to take care of you, but immediately it goes to violence. She never measures up. Um, And this gets extremely violent. Uh, We have one that I put the link on here, Lawrence Gunn. He had 28 girls in uh, his stable, and most of them were 15 to 18 years old. He tattooed on their faces, on their forehead, on their cheek, in big print, the word classified. Because he wanted the world to know she no longer was an individual. She was a servant of his. He controlled her every move. She was not allowed to take a bowel movement without help, okay? Without supervision of him saying, yes, you can or no, you can't. They literally wired these kids 24-7. He, some of them were raped with a gun barrel. Think about the terror of that. The, the case that was on our site last week, he shattered a toilet seat cover with her face. He will often pound their head against a wall. He'll burn them with an iron. One girl I knew was literally wired up with her vagina, put in a shower, turned the water on, and hit her with a taser gun. You know, these things are absolutely brutal once you get to a gorilla pimp. 
Now, most kids never start out with a gorilla pimp. They're traded back and forth. This is the reason why we have to talk to our women, especially that this is not a relationship, but this is never going to get better until you get out and ask for help. And if there's ever a message out there, it is, you know, but but he loves me and, I, you know, it's my fault. That line of thinking is domestic violence victim thinking. It will never get better until you're dead. And it's that simple on gorilla pimping. Well, guys, I can't believe how quickly this segment went. Uh, we're really, this may be a three-part series where it's over. Anyway, stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about gorilla pimping. Makes you want to run out and take a shower, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, if any of you want to ask questions or you know of somebody that's in this or something like that, by the way, the national reporting hotline for any of this is one 888 Let me say that again, one 888 and you can also write to me at Opal, O-P-A-L, at Me and Kids, and I appreciate that. And if you want to make a donation, you just go to meandkids.org and hit Donate. Or there also is a mail-in address. Some people want to send checks. That's Me and Kids, P.O. Box 7295, Riverside, California, 92513. P.O. Box 7295, Me and Kids, P.O. Box 7295, Riverside, 
800-529-9513. So we're talking about gorilla pimping, and it's just violent. And as a guy, you know, there's no end to how bad this can be. Uh, you see this in, even in prison. You know, they have gorilla pimping operating out of prison where they're controlling it by the phone and they have people out on the street controlling it. Uh, gorilla pimping is absolute violence and control. And nobody ever just walks in and falls in love with a gorilla pimp. They, they work themselves up to it. It is very much a domestic violence kind of scenario where she is constantly being uh, threatened. She is subdued. She's controlled. She can't speak out. She's afraid to ask for help. She's afraid he'll kill her. She's afraid he will kill her children. Uh, this uh, children get involved in this. You know, he will take the children and put them in the system. Uh, sometimes she's upstairs in a motel, drugged up and and violated, and the kids are sitting down in the car. You know, these are these are horrific kinds of situations. He'll threaten her family all the time. They, he will learn all about her family, threaten her to put her little sister into this kind of thing, threaten to kill her family. Uh, I see cases of gorilla pimping where he's not even in the same state with her, but has her so controlled she can't even go to the bathroom until he says so on the phone. Uh, this is absolute mental control is what is going on here. Now, there's gorilla pimping by females, and this is called the bottom girl. And I've done other uh, shows on the bottom girl. Actually, it's called bottom bitch, bottom hoe. I don't like those words uh, at all, but I'll call her bottom girl. And this is a girl who started in the life. And this is a whole other show about bottom girls, and I think I've already done one not too long ago. But I do want to, under this subject, to let you know that gorilla pimping can also take place as a bottom girl. What will happen is a girl will come up in the life, and then he makes her the top girl. She controls the other girls. She shows them how to have sex, all the different positions, what to charge, you know, uh, how to protect herself like that. She places the ads on the Internet. She may collect some of the money, uh, but she and she disciplines the other girl. Now, sometimes a, a, a bottom girl is more violated than the other girls. But in gorilla pimping as a female, she is one nasty critter. This lady is, by survival, going to dominate and control other girls. So this is a girl who has made her way up through the life, and she isn't going to be subservient anymore. She's going to control the other girls. And some of these bottom girls are more violent than the pimp themselves. You know, they got in it as a victim. And sometimes the bottom girl remains a victim, but other times they cross over and become absolutely violent. And this is the reason why it's so difficult for law enforcement, because we all think of a woman as the victim in this scenario. But some of these women, when they become gorilla pimps, are more nasty than the pimp themselves. And they they get absolutely violent. You know, they will lie about their girls uh, to get the girl in trouble. They will take some of the girl's money, you know, in order to be able to punish the girl uh, like that. It's, uh, you know, it is a nasty and raw world out there once you become the victim of a pimp. And so, but your survival as a victim is based on their acceptance, their approval, their permission to pass go. You, once you're in this kind of life, this is one reason why it is very, very difficult to get these girls out of the life. 
they don't know who to trust. And, you know, if you've been the victim of a female gorilla pimp, how do you trust another girl to say, you know, I'm here for you, I care about you, I'm not going to violate you? Because other girls have violated her. And this is real important. I get this all the time from people who want to volunteer and they say, you know, I was violated as a child, so I just want to work with the victim and hug her and tell her I love her. Uh, That is all really, really good, but you need to leave that to the professionals because these people have PTSD. Some of them have multiple personality disorder or they'll have a borderline personality disorder. This is serious psychological damage. Plus, they have been living on all kinds of drugs, and these aren't the good drugs. These are mind-altering drugs that damage the brain and the thinking. So the victims of gorilla pimping is just a lifetime sentence. In many ways, it's worse than death itself because you can't find a way to come back to life. And, you know, you have all kinds of physical damage, all kinds of disease that you're dealing with, and now you're trying to rebuild yourself mentally. And this is the reason why these people need long-term professional help. Uh, It is very, very important to get victim services to these people, to get them legal and financial and psychological and physical help. Their entire lives have been ripped from them, stolen from them, absolutely been, you know, destroyed in their own identity. And the way back to recreate themselves is a lifetime experience. And I have so much respect for victims that make it out of this, survivors who redefine and are able to go out and talk about it. Well, my name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are going to continue this uh, series, and I'm going to start again next week. We'll talk about gang pimping, CEO pimping, Madam Pimping for National. I I still have a long way to go if you're looking at our e-card. So I'm going to ask you to join with us and listen to the next segment of this as we record it next week. I want to close out by saying how important you are to us. You know, this is a segment of society that is just very difficult to live in and understand. But where I come from as me and kids is prevention and intervention. I want to get out there to those kids that are at risk and those kids in our school, which I do every day. In fact, I'm going to be doing that in one hour and start to share with them that they're valued, loved, important child of God. And do not ever let someone get you in a negotiating relationship. And if you're in one of those relationships, get out right now. It is never going to be any better than it is today. And this is what a healthy relationship looks like. And this is what a sick relationship looks like. And this is when you need to run for your life. I want to thank each and every one of you that have bought the I Believe in You bracelets. I believe that the words, four words, and I believe when men understand the four words of I believe in you, if you will be a strong moral male with good boundaries and not fall prey to this, and you will use that to empower all the females in their lives and let them know how important and valuable they are, you can make a difference in sex trafficking. And yes, you women, we can do that also. 
If you want an I Believe in You bracelet, they're 12 uh, in a package and they're a dollar a piece and you can get them at millionkids.org along with our books. So this is Opal Singleton. Thanks for being with us this week. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. Thank you.